Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast, a podcast that is always from the Back Tees. They're way back here. Oh, you can't even see them. I'm Jerry. I'm Zach. And I'm Nolan. Fellas, it is great to have all three of us here recording, actually recording audio files, which me and Nolan can't seem to figure out. But as I figured out, I just didn't pay the monthly membership to, uh, to afford the record button. But uh, we got a great show for you guys today. We're going to talk about the uh, Torrey Pines Golf Tournament. Uh, I keep calling it that because I just go to Torrey Pines all the time in years past. But the uh, Farmers Insurance Open. We're going to talk uh, our logo getting on tour, guys. Uh, uh, oh yeah! Woo! Uh, we're going to we're going to address all the Twitter questions in a good rapid fire session that me and Nolan did address on our uh, podcast that was lost to the ether. We'll come up with a fun name to describe it or whatever. But uh, right off the bat. Uh, I wanted to ask Nolan because we uh, talked about this uh, briefly uh, last time. His uh, his man Derek Jeter getting into the Hall of Fame for baseball, MLB in America. Nolan, how, how's how's the your thoughts of Mister November El Capitan going into the hoof? Number two, Derek Jeter. <laughs> Number two, unanimous. Almost 97 point whatever percent because of one. So 99.7, I think. Wait, no, no, no. It was, yeah, it was, it was 296 people said yes, and okay. one person said somebody else. Guys, okay. can we not get caught up on the percentage? I knew it was one guy. <laughs> or gal. God, yeah, God, God forbid we respect the numbers. Anywho, whoever that was, you know, I don't even know. They, they got something wrong with them. What, they, what, what in your right mind – makes you think that Derek Jeter is not a Hall of Famer. The dude was the captain of the New York Yankees. He's like five-time gold glove winner, 14-time all-star. Well, uh, we need to hold on the gold glove winner. <clears throat> what do you mean? Well, you know, we're going to get to We're going to get to Now, this is great because hold on. Sorry, sorry, Nolan. We, I, I know this is a largely Canadian uh, show, and I don't The care. gold because... glove is a statistical award. Like, you can't argue that. So, whatever. Okay, yeah, 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 I, 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 oh, we'll, I can. We'll let Zach weigh in here in a second because Nolan and I did discuss his defensive metrics a little bit, and I only brought up one stat, and it was favoring Derek Jeter. The only thing I was going to bring up uh, on Derek Jeter's behalf was um, – or I'm, I'm sorry, on um, the only explanation as uh, Noel and I talked about in our last recording was this happened with Ken Griffey Jr. a couple of years ago where he would, he should have been a unanimous uh, – well, first of all, I look at it like no nobody should be unanimous to into the Hall of Fame ever. If everyone thinks rationally and individually, you should pick whoever you want to. And the guys who didn't uh, – the one guy who didn't pick uh, Ken Griffey Jr. unanimously, he, he essentially thought, Zach, that and – this, and this is – I'm about 85 to 90% sure on this – his mindset, whoever this person was, was that this person's getting in the Hall of Fame already. Why do they need my vote? Why don't I put my vote on Larry Walker? You know, God, God bless. But don't they get how many votes do they get? Do they not get like unlimited votes? No, you you vote for a first, a second, a third. No, wait, no, wait, I'm thinking MVP voting. Um, <laughs> no, dude, I'm. You literally have to vote them not to go to the Hall of Fame. Well, oh yeah. wait. So you're telling me no? Stop that, Nolan. That means they're casting one yes vote and forty nine no's a year. 
Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, I, I think they, they have as many. First yeses said as Nolan, anyone. Zach. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, you can say yes to anyone. You can say yes to anyone. It's just you're flipping the switch. Yes or no? Does this person deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Let me get to Jeter, though. I'm going to tell you my take. First of all, I think he should be in the Hall of Fame because offensively he was incredible. And he won hey, five, at ten. least you're not absolutely insane. But no, no, going. I believe you should go in the Hall of Fame. Also, this whole unanimous thing pisses me off because people are like, I'm not going to vote him because I don't want him to be unanimous, but I agree he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yes, that is Wait. 100% what happened here. But However. Yeah, go on. Derek Jeter was should not have won a single gold glove. Not a single one. Or... He is arguably the worst defender in like the history of baseball. Oh, 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 no, 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 Zach. Zach I'm going to give you the analytics. I'm a big analytics. Okay, I guy. want the analytics because I got his defensive war. It's it's not it's not in the negative. No. So Fangraphs came up with defensive runs saved. Fangraphs though, no crap. Okay, which is me. based on which is based on their movement and all that. Because if you're just like. 800 pounds and you move one inch you're not going to make many errors because you're just not going to get to any balls which is essentially Zach, Derek Jeter. 800 pounds. oh yeah okay. we're comparing <laughs> the freaking god of that New stat was invented in 2003 no, 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 settle down that stat was invented in 2003 until 2014 his defensive run saved were negative 152 you're negative 152 in, in that actually, same you know, time I, span I, do you I know who was second to last Hanley Ramirez, who was negative 73. So Derek Jeter was twice, nice. gave up twice as many runs compared to Hanley Ramirez. If, Nolan, of all Nolan, positions, this is where it Nolan, gets better. What he's trying to get at is Derek Jeter had really good defense the first half of his career. Prince Fielder, who is known as a horrific defender, had, was he? second worst of anyone during that period with negative 95 defensive runs saved. They're so, one fifty-two. Yeah, obviously the stat is garbage. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, Are you kidding dumb. me? I like where this is going. Anyone who thinks Prince Fielder is a better defender than Derek Jeter is on some sort of statistical cocaine. Oh, then they also have a stat that's based on defensive range. Due to yeah. his lack of range, he gave up fifty-four point six runs, which was also dead last among shortstops. The eye test is not forgotten. Watch he wasn't this guy even the play. best shortstop on his team. Oh, ah, that's that's true. No, wait, hey, somebody listened to Dan Patrick, didn't they, Zach? <laughs> no, I hear that everywhere though. <laughs> wasn't Dan? It might have been through his Twitter, but it's just a fact. Uh, it's not. It's not. Hall of Famer. He did have an incredible uh, hitting statistics and. <laughs> oh my god. Well, he is, fellas, fellas, I, I don't have to ask Nolan this, but Zach, uh, the Derek Jeter is called Mr. November. Do you know why? Oh, yes, because yeah. he was very good in November. Fuck struck. Yeah, but baseball should be baseball Yeah, I know, baseball playing. should end in October. So why was he called Mr. November? Here's your the American World trip. Series is in November. No, it's not. It's the, Well, it's usually in October, but come on. I, I'm not going to ask you the same question a third time. Why is he called Mr. November? Well, hasn't it ended in November before? It, yes, it has. Like, the Super Bowl is about to end on March 1st, or, like, happen on March 1st, if we're not careful with this being steep bleeding around. Right. But the World Series – Reggie Jackson called Mr. October for a reason because the postseason's in October. The yeah, World no, Derek Jeter was just good in October. Game 7 of the World Series. 
Negative. Nolan, why is he called Mr. November? So they were playing a game, and it was October 31st, and it went to midnight. Why are you looking at me like I'm – you don't. Oh my God! You're you're like the the resident Yankees fan here. He's called Mister November because in 2001, after September 11th, they postponed all October postseason baseball to the month of November, and Derek Jeter whooped ass that November. Thus, Mister November. Oh, you don't know this? Oh my God, no! <laughs> well, I'm disgusted. I am disgusted. I, I'm like 90 percent sure there is a a World Series where. It was normally played, right? And because and it's some over into November, yes, 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 yes. Chronologically, that can happen. I get yeah, that. Yeah, but and he's called what... Mr. November because the playoffs were moved a whole month. The Ryder Cup was moved a whole year that year. He was Mr. November because and they shifted I, the playoffs thirty days. I'm pretty sure this happened before 2001, though. That I think well, it was. All, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. These one or two times where yes, it went into November first, or second it did. Oh my God! I'm giving you the coolest thing you've ever known, and you're trying to. I have no me idea. That on. is a cool story. I'm no, I saying. didn't. I didn't know that, but I'm. I thought Mr. November stemmed before that. So, yeah. Well, in in, in the way you've, in the way you've described it, yes, that makes sense. But in 2001, when they didn't play any baseball in the month of October, because September 11th is obviously in the first half of September, not the Ides of September, they postponed everything, especially in New York, because they were in the World Series at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, th- he was called Mr. November, and I remember they were, calling, they were, they were treating it a little gimmicky at the time, because they're like, this is the only World Series and postseason that's going to be played in November ever, yeah. and Derek Jeter has that moniker. You're not going to find it on BaseballReference.com, but Derek Jeter is Mr. November. I love that is a it. cool tidbit. In my I'm, defense, I'm sorry you got heated there, but Jesus, guys, come on! I like to think I know a lot about sports, so that was uh, very shocking, and I'm very excited to have learned that. In my defense, I was a first grader at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, yeah. In my defense, I was a sophomore in high school. I'm such a boomer. I mean, <laughs> yes, boomer. Good fact. All right, enough, enough, enough non-golf talk. We got some really, really kick-ass news to talk about. Zach, our boy Reed, is debuting something on tour. What is it? Oh, yeah. Next event at the Waste Management Phoenix Open, we'll officially have our logo on the PGA Tour every single week. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got some nice custom colorways, too, that they match to the hats. Dude, I, I've been – people – I posted on Facebook and people have been hitting me up relentlessly saying I want some of those. I'd be like, I, know. Think I want some of those. We can't get those. Those are Everyone beautiful. loves them. The blue one. Ah. The problem's also the logo on the front is like another golf company. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Who? Ca- but, I mean, I look at it like, who gives a shit? I don't care. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant. <laughs> Maybe we'll get some for free from those guys. Free sponsorship. Free advertising. Well, we first of all, we I, whether he listens to the pod or not, I mean, we we text him, we talk to him. We really appreciate Reed Martin's uh, friendship. I mean, oh yeah, he's the best. in a world where everyone has a podcast and like people are trying to like get somewhere, and like we like to say friend of the show or celebrity on the show, or whatever. Reed is truly a friend of the show. Yeah. He's been on more than once. He, uh, he him and uh, him and Hubs are making regular appearances on the tour every week, working their asses off, and it's uh, it's really kick ass to see. Uh, See that representation. I mean, huge improvement uh, by them week to week too. Jumped up 120 spots week over week. Nice, very nice, very nice. So, uh, I, I guess I mean not to say that it was supposed to be like a bullet point that was going to take up a lot of time, but I mean that's that's awesome. 
a year ago, I just sent this uh, the uh, uh, screenshot to uh, our group, uh, our, our writing team at FromTheBackTees.com uh, of uh, Zach a year ago at Tory Pines with Justin Rose, like taking a little selfie with oh, the two yeah. of them. And I thought to myself, oh, my God, that was a year ago and it was just me and Zach. When he sent me tickets or like or my, my, my credentials to the, the the Farmers Insurance Open, I was just like, oh, dog, I didn't tell you. I, I forgot to tell you or, or you missed it. I moved six months ago. I don't live there anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, that was great, too. I fully thought you lived there. He, he thought I was Asian and he still thought I lived in San Diego. So yeah, well, luckily, the Asian part's still up for debate. We don't know. I ate. I, I guess, you know, if you're off to the wrong foot twice in a row, two negatives make a positive. That's why we're still doing this. But uh, but needless to say, whoops, I just lost my pencil. Um, shit. Anyways, uh, I, I don't have anything to write with. Here we go. Let me just move this trophy here real quick. Grab another pencil. Thank you. Oh. Nice. Just whip out a trophy. Well, what, 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 look at the wall behind me in my, in yeah. my oh, podcast studio I'm building here. I got my degree in golf. That's literally a degree in golf right there. And then there's always yeah, got, one more thing. Well, actually, I took a shout out to my friend Mark because I, I thought I gave him a sticker, but I didn't. I used to have one of our stickers right up here, and I had to take it down and give it to him. Oh, yeah. So, so he'd stop it bitching. Now you like that, Mark. Um, so, yeah, uh, haven't, sorry, back to, back to the logo on tour thing. That's, uh, that's, that's badass. I mean, it's who cares what our logo looks like? Uh, they got some great color schemes that matches hats. We, I posted on my Facebook. Uh, we've, we've circulated on Twitter a ton now. I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun and, oh, yeah. uh, that's shit. That's, that's good stuff. I mean, who, who care, who, who care? We made, it's at least happened a little bit. I mean, it's like, we've made that much of a footprint regardless of like how successful or how much of a failures we are from here. It's like, Hey, our logo was out on tour. I mean, at least for sure. a moment, that's all that matters. I mean, or not all that matters, but I mean, that's, that's at least you, we've, what are the hurdles? Made you our People see yeah. the logo. Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods, there's a very good chance Tiger Woods sees our logo. Just think about that, Nolan. Oh yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's wonderful to think about. I, I mean, it's a pretty cool feat, guys. I applaud you for uh, making that effort, and it's it's you know hopefully it keeps going, keep this upward tra- trajectory. Very astute, Nolan. Uh, I, honestly, do you think Tiger would notice the logo? I mean, I don't, I don't even zero think, chance. Like, I don't think he, I don't even think you could tell the skin color of the caddy of this opponent he was playing with in a group. I mean, just in terms of like that's yeah, exactly. No Dude, one's giving like, the whole tunnel vision look. Yeah, he's exactly. golf like this, so yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, which, as I mentioned earlier on Twitter today, just for, uh, for, for no reason other than just for fun, Tiger plays with a Scotty Cameron putter and a ping grip. I play with the ping putter and a Scotty Cameron grip. Fact. That being said, let's uh, oh let's really let's address really quick uh, Andrew Landry. Uh, uh, whoops, I wrote Landy here, but I said Landry. Uh, almost losing in La Quinta and uh, and still winning. That was good for him. The only thing I learned from that tournament, uh, just to recap it real quick, I didn't know he was that small. No, I had no idea either. I mean, yeah. it, it, he stands next to Ricky Fowler, and Ricky looks like a golem. I mean, Jesus, it's just. Yeah, I have a hypothetical for you guys. If Ooh. you're in Andrew Landry's spot, would for your confidence, do you think it's better to win the way he won, where he almost blew the lead and then held on, like showed himself that he could like battle the nerves and still pull it out, or would you rather just run away with it? Nolan, that's a difficult question. I was going to say booster seat right away, but I you were asked something <clears throat> else. I'm a big fan of option C, which is 
you're losing, Oops. then you you come back and win from behind. That is my – I love that story. But um, for the experience, I think definitely almost losing but pulling it off um, will, would help a guy like um, him more than just running away with a tournament. I'm sure he's run away with many tournaments in his lifetime. You know, he knows what, what that's like. So being on the big stage and clinging to a lead is a little more um, – you know, career building, I feel like, for him? See, I, I'm with you most of the way, but I disagree, Nolan, in that I've seen how, like, big wins can help the confidence. Sure, it doesn't make it exciting for us viewers. Sure, it, it doesn't, like, build any resolve or, like, you know, you, everyone needs to have that tough loss or that near loss or whatever. But but I have seen good golf generate, uh, like, like almost like, uh, like uh, mushrooms, how they grow. They just recolonize on themselves. It's like good golf and confidence generates to more good golf and more confidence. So as much as we'd hate to say it, like when Martin Keimer ran away with tournaments, it was the most boring golf ever, but I was horrified watching him going like, oh, my God, what if this guy's the next big shit? I mean, like I, I dubbed him the Terminator the way he won that U.S. Open. I was like, uh, if, if he keeps this up, this is better than Tiger stuff that was such an anomaly how he won that one time. But I like to think that I, the whole, yeah, I mean, Landry almost not saying he tried to lose it. I mean, it, it just, it, it just wasn't that interesting for a tournament that should be a birdie fest and it was a birdie fest, but needless to say, I, for Landry, it's going to be good no matter what. I like to think that in the end, if we're thinking about the golfer themselves and what's better for them in Zach's hypothetical, which was an amazing one, I personally believe that the runaway victory is because it, it's like you can't have a runaway victory while sitting on your laurels. That means it's like Tiger in his heyday, Nolan. He, he had a huge lead and then he stepped on the freaking gas and he just kept going for it. I mean, that to me, it's like, wasn't it, what was better, Tiger winning by one or Tiger winning by 10? Go. I mean, there you go. There's your question right there. Well, was it last year's Masters? Because I'll take that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying in general, his U.S. Open performance in Pebble in 2000 was brilliant. His uh, uh, Open Championship at St. Andrews in 2000 was brilliant. And then all of a sudden, he tied Bob May at the PGA Championship in Valhalla in 2000 and won the playoff in three holes. Bob, who knows where he went May. I mean, Bob, Mr. Nobody May. Those are the only mentions he's going to get on any podcast all year. There's all two of them right there. And, and, and yet, somehow, he happened to be the guy who fell to tie to Tiger or they went toe to toe, whatever. All I'm saying is, what's what would you rather see Tiger do, Nolan? Here, let me, Zach, I'm going to steer the hypothetical back towards Nolan. You want to see Tiger win by one or win by ten? Oh well, I will say the Bob made that PJ was uh, way more exciting. Um, but right now, oh, I want Tiger to just murder the field. That would just be amazing to see. <laughs> How amazing would it be if he won by ten at a major? Right. Like that, it's so crazy to think of because no one does that anymore yeah. at all. No matter. Zach, I'm sorry, Nolan. Zach, aside from uh, being a content creator and running a website where you want us to have more news and more to talk about, would you rather have Hideki win the Players' Championship by one shot or ten shots? Uh, by ten in what I'd want. But I, I'm thinking more a guy like Landry. Like a guy like Tiger, we know he has nerves of steel. Even a guy like Matsuyama, he's been around a while. He has done really well. A guy like Landry, 
he might never win again. It wouldn't be so far-fetched to think that this is... That's not his fault. All these guys have nerves of steel, dog. I've I've said it before, and I'll say it again. You kill the top 500 golfers in the world right now, the next 500 will fill the void and shoot the same scores. Like, there's just a couple thousand really good golfers in America right now, and that's setting the bar from collegiate to PGA Tour and everyone who's trying to butt in between in the tours. I mean, golf is... Right now is the hardest time. That's why we don't pick good golf picks, guys. There's a few guys, though, who are way, way better than the rest when it comes to keeping their composure. Even like John Rahm, that guy can't keep it together when he makes a bogey. Correct. But I I also brought this up to a coworker today because he said a similar thing, that that John Rahm is young. We say that all the time. But guess what? The the benefit of being young is every single day he lives, he has a chance to mature and get better. And I'm seeing it. Oh, I agree. Rahm's going to be a star. And, and we all remember, and we all, oh, he's going to win multiple majors. I said that earlier today. He will win multiple majors. But that being said, like, we remember the whole controversy of they said, like, oh, Rom didn't listen to his caddy that one time and went for it. It's like, well, Rom was going for it in an ill-advised situation. It, it wasn't that he, yeah, at worst, he ignored his caddy's advice or didn't like his caddy's advice. He wasn't back-talking him or insulting him. Honestly, if you listen to all the audio, John Rom didn't like the layup area either. He just so essentially said, I'm going to hood this six iron out of the bunker and go for it. He fucked up. That's just yeah. what happened. But, I mean, that, but we're seeing less blow-ups from John Rahm. That's why I like him in this tournament. That's why he shot, what, 400, 500 today? Sorry, folks, we're recording this on a Thursday. So the round, the first round of the uh, Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines, San Diego, California, has been played already. And I got to admit, um, Tiger broke 70. Kind of nice, huh, Nolan? Eh? Pretty hot, pretty hot. Uh, My picks from uh, the other day did pretty good, too. Oh, That's yeah. True. That is true. So how do you feel? Are we going to get right into that? Are we going to get into first round of Tory? Yeah, let's go for it. Take it away, Zach. How do you feel about that first round, though? And everyone's being like, this is an incredible round. I get it. He broke 70, okay. but he's on the north course. Nolan, real quick, uh, I, I, I'm just going to interject this. The caution to the wind of all this is Bubba Watson shot five under today. <laughs> on the south. That means anything is at play right now. Bubba Take Watson. Only Bubba Watson, that's Sebastian, I don't want to butcher his last name, so I'm just not going to say it, from Denmark. They're the only two in the top 12 to have shot, to have uh, been playing the South course. I think only five of the top 33 played the South course. So Mm -hmm. I feel like Tiger played like just slightly above average. Scoring average between the two courses was 70.7 and 73.7. Three whole strokes difference. Yeah, that's massive, guys. Um, So I'm not... Not saying uh, Tiger did anything special or did anything wrong. He's a, uh, you know, this is, a, this is what he does on Thursdays. He doesn't lose a golf tournament, but he's not going to go win it either on a Thursday. Um, but yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what. I mean, always during this tournament, you got to wait till Friday's over to see what's going to happen because of the two courses. Yeah. Um, they have made the North a little harder almost every year. They try to like even it up a bit, but yeah, three strokes different right now. That's huge. So it'll be, uh, it'll be an interesting Friday for sure. Someone will probably get to maybe nine under or so. So I, I think Tiger's got to shoot at least two under maybe even three on the tougher South course to stay within shooting distance. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But I think I liked a lot what I saw from him. The, the new sim driver was working pretty pretty solidly, and 
the only thing I probably could have cleaned up were he had a few wedge approaches that he, you know, it was 25 feet and you got to put some of those a little closer to give you more opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. He was using those new, that new driver, the SIM driver, mm -hmm. whatnot. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I know that, do you know, he's only shot below 77 times and he's won five of them at Torrey in the opening round. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I saw that. And the last time he shot a, a first round uh, sub 70 was like 2011 at Torrey. So. I mean, I, I think that's kind of indicative of just how, like, uh, like Nolan said, like how uh, how Tiger goes about the tournament because Tiger's never broken seventy in the first round at Augusta either. Even in '97, the year he set all those records, uh, a pop quiz, uh, Nolan, to, uh, Zach, in 1997, in Thursday, the first round on the front nine, what did Tiger shoot? Uh, Zach, oh, God, God. <laughs> sorry. No, no, it's okay. Nolan knows. Zach, did you hear that? Forty. But what did he – okay, now I'm going to ask Zach first, Nolan second because he obviously knows. Zach, what did Tiger shoot on the back nine after he shot that 40? 30. Okay, 29. so – nope, nope, he shot 30. He oh, I was 30. right, and I changed. Yeah. Zach, we just well, said well, he's the, not shot in the 60s. On the first day, yeah. I mean, slightly Damn it, away, but I mean – But I, I, didn't know, I didn't know how common knowledge that was in terms of Tiger's, like uh, – uh, Thursday round, which was so monumental at Augusta in in his record-breaking first major. So, needless to say, yeah, Tiger went out in 40, and, uh, and she, he double-bogeyed the first hole after hitting the green in regulation after putting off the green because he just was like, like holy shit. I mean, it was just... Imagine Tiger, if Tiger was actually good on Thursdays in his career. Yeah, if he was, if he was like... Uh... He'd be Ricky Fowler and he'd win nothing. Even Charlie at like the Zozo, he went bogey-bogey-bogey to start and then won. Yeah. I, you know what? I played 18 holes today. I birdied my first hole, and I played like crap. I'll take one birdie around. 18 holes. And now 18 holes. I had two birdies and two pars. Oh, yeah. Ugh. We saw the video. Sweet punch cut. Oh, my <laughs> was, Wait. That was, what, what's more brilliant is that one guy was trying to light me up, saying, like, dude's clearly aimed the other way. It's just like, oh, and I want to be like, dude doesn't realize that's this dude in the video. <laughs> <laughs> Were you trying to cut down the tree, Jerry, or cut your ball? <laughs> oh, yeah, you with the funny, funny guy. Shut up there. Um, <laughs> now we, uh, we just, we just, just, I had actually two other videos of my friend that I haven't shared yet from that round that are uh, hilarious. But needless to say, that was just one of those things where I forced myself to take a fun line. I was like 110 yards out, and I was forcing myself to hit like this punch cut seven iron through a little tunnel just to be like, yeah, let's see if I can do it. And the best part of the video was as soon as I hit, it hit the tree. And I looked over to the other fairway like, oh, where'd it go? It was gone. It was just I would like to say I'm not a very good golfer. Punch shots, that's my shot. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you're you're good at the punch outs? Like, I saw that shot, easily would have made it. <laughs> oh, come now, Zach. So, uh, to quote the famous Jack Nicholas, he would always say, birthday, Jack. <clears throat> yeah, we didn't really discuss his birthday the other day so happy birthday or did Jack. We? <clears throat> yeah you'll never know well you might if we pull it from the archives somehow but he would always say you know if you're gonna bogey a hole why not it be the first hole get it out of the way you're gonna you're bound oh, to bogey yeah. a couple holes so um, very good point that's off to jack and i agree the punch when if you hit a really nice punch cut one time you kind of start falling in love with it and you think you can hit it all the time <laughs> and then it's not that way it's a hard shot
<laughs> well, well, Zach, you, you got a wrench in your bag that uh, we uh, we need to learn from. So, uh, anyways, um, we, we want to get to these uh, Twitter questions real quick because we got a bunch of them. But uh, we got Tucker Booth boots on the ground at Tory Pines as we speak. He's going to be doing some. I mean, Zach was there last year. I've been in there there years before, but not covering for our website. I mean, it's uh, it's a great uh, course and everything. So, is there anything else you guys want to cover uh, from the farmers before we move on to the? Uh, uh, Twitter questions and then the um, uh, Canadian fun fact. Um, not really. We should have guys on the ground at a bunch of events this year. At least the ones we get credentialed for. I'm I'm hopeful on a lot of them. I know for the uh, U.S. Open, I think we can only send a credential request the end of January. Uh, That's what it says on the website, and we're approaching the end of January. I still have it here. I will refresh. Maybe it lets me do it now. Nope. Zach, did you make a? Do you have a pick for the um, <clears throat> Tory Farmers Insurance? Oh, after after the first round's already been played, yeah. Let's be unbiased here. I hey, do have a pick. I my must my pick is two off the lead already. That's not fair. Honestly, I really like Tiger's chances, but I don't think he's going to win. I'm going to go with Rom because Rom was in contention last year, blew up on Sunday. That's that my pick. That was my pick. Rom's my um, pick, but well, you took it. You you already got it stolen. I'll tell you what, I I got you one better. You want to you want to ride the tiger horse? I'll make you a personal side bet that Tiger. Mm, do you think? Mm, what, what, so you really think Tiger's going to win it? I mean, or like, what do you what do you think he's going to place? I mean, let's let's. I want to get a litmus test here on Zach. And I think he's he, top ten. Well, so do I, but I don't have him finishing better than ninth. Ooh. I don't know. I think they'll be both be right up there. The top guys have done very well at this tournament historically. This, this reminds me of the Tiger Phil match where I was watching uh, watching it with my buddy Coop, and we were doing side bets on the very first hole. I said, "I bet Phil sticks it within ten feet," and he says, "I bet Phil sticks it within five feet." And I said, "Well, what kind of odds you're going to give me that he sticks it between five and ten feet? Because that's the range I'm going for." And sure enough, he stuck it to nine feet. So I mean, I'll, I'm give, trying, I'll give you wrong get straight you. up. I'll take Tiger over Rom. Double or nothing on our bet after you lost Smiley Kaufman. <laughs> Thank you. That's mighty big of you, Zach. I needed that. There, there we go. Now all is gonna, about to be square in the world because Tiger, he, he was going off at ten to one. The, I, I hate to say, it, why is Tiger getting Nolan? Why is Tiger getting like, like such like small odds like that? It's the Vegas skew, dude. Everyone likes to bet Tiger, but hey, but he doesn't work in golf as much. I know he's won at Tory a ton, but not lately. His back doesn't work in the cold. It's never warm at Torrey Pines. I mean, it's just – It was warm today, kind of. It was like 60. He took off the sweater. It was warm enough. So, he's feeling good yeah. if he's taking the sweater off. Bet you like that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's see I'm keeping track of all the bets, Jerry. I just want you to know so that I could tweet it out in humiliation of you. Good, good. I, I'm, I'm glad somebody's running the board here. Somebody needs Oh, I have it all written down. I'm glad we okay. brought it up so in case anyone forgot that Jerry – Bet on Smiley Coffin. Yeah, <laughs> I. You know what? That's that's gonna. That's like getting drunk and getting a tattoo. Like like that. Like making that Smiley Coffin pick. I don't remember it, and God, I gotta live with it. So uh, <laughs> I, I, it really doesn't bug me. It's just uh, oh, well, it's it's like when Dwight got slapped in the face, and we use that gif when he looks at the camera, and goes, "It's true." It's just like that's very like, yep, that's I pick Smiley Coffin, and I'm 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 building a legal case as to why he's a shitty golfer, and I still pick Smiley Coffin. So. <laughs> Needless to say, let's hop straight into the Twitter questions. Unless you guys got anything else you want to cover, let's uh, 
pound through these. I'm just going to start hammering out the names and the questions. Who cares about my answers? I want to hear what Zach and Nolan have to say. Leroy Jenkins wants to know why Kevin Kisner has been snubbed from the last two U.S. teams president and Ryder Cup for lesser players. What do you guys think? Because his ranking hasn't been as high as theirs, and he is not as big a name, even though he probably should have been there. That's that's actually that's astute. Nolan, what do you got? Yeah, it's pretty much, you know, someone's got to be snubbed, and for some and reason that. or another, it's usually Kevin Kisner. He's just uh, not quite good enough, and the uh, captains, I don't know, for some reason, you know, yeah, splitting hairs. As as I told Nolan on the last show, uh, he's he's the best match play player who needs to play good enough in metal play to uh, to get on the team, or maybe just be a captain's pick. I mean, let's let's take a flyer on it. Kevin Maples at K Maple sixty nine asked number one pet peeve: golf fans that yell out on every shot something more stupid than the idiot before. What do you guys have to think? I said in short, I love people yelling stupid stuff. So and by stupid stuff, I mean. If it makes me laugh and it's not repetitive or, like, really ridiculous, I'll, I enjoy it. But, I mean, I don't mind people yelling as long as it's after impact. What do you guys think? I've done mm. my own bit of yelling. Um, I think we talked about it last time, too. But let's just – I got I to gotta forget about what we did last time, Jerry, and just pretend like it's this time. Um, the 2015 U.S. Open at Chambers Bay, Rory McIlroy teeing off on a Sunday – hole number one and i give him a big old rip city yell <laughs> as, that's right yeah that's as he right. pipes one so it's kind of like an inside joke with me and the oregonian so that was a little fun but everyone else <laughs> around me was like what the heck i mean and, and as i i remember saying like rip city is the coolest thing to yell just in that like people don't think it means something but to oregonians oh it means something i mean quick sidebar. Quick sidebar. What, is rip city? what is that how'd that originate um, I can I, tell you. I was going to say, no one is about to tell um, I, Zach. I just know that I'll, I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. Um, Rip City is the nickname for Portland, Oregon. It's associated with the Portland Trailblazers. It was like a big, as far as I know, like just like quotable marketing thing or whatever. Like every city has a nickname or whatever. And one of Portland's nicknames is Rip City. And uh, beyond that, uh, Nolan, what do you got? If you follow me on Instagram, Nolan T. Smith, another very simple thing. You would have saw last night, last night that I talked to Mr. Rip City himself. I Bill saw Shonley. that. Bill Shonley was our old uh, PA announcer, and uh, when during the title runs, um, a you know a swoosh would happen. People like to call it a swoosh, a swish, whatever you want to call it. The ball goes through the hoop. I've never heard it yeah, called a swish. swish before. Nike makes a swoosh. But, but a ball going through a hoop and not hitting the rim makes a swish. <laughs> yes. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't know where I was going. But He's nervous, anyway. folks. He's nervous. Go ahead. <laughs> he, he liked the sound of it ripping through the net, and he just, like, yelled out, uh, like, I can't remember who it was. Someone made a three, and it just ripped through the net. And he's like, Rip City, baby. Terry Porter. That's it. I wanted to say it was Terry Porter. Was it? Do you – no, I well, I, I I was just throwing out a name because I know the the Portland Trailblazers of like eighty nine, ninety, and ninety one very well, and I feel like that phrase had been around already. So I don't want to say it might have come yeah. from one of them, but but there's a huge gap between Bill Walton and the seventy seven team, and then Clyde Drexler and the late eighties, early nineties team. So I don't yeah. know who in the hell would be called Rip City. I mean, so you probably had to talk to my father. Rip about City. <laughs> Anywho, that's how it originated. Bill Shawnley, I met him last night, got a picture with the Shawns. He's a what great guy. What was he guy. drinking in that cup? 
Uh, it had to have been. I didn't. It looks like a vodka it. Red Bull. Please tell me vodka Red Bull. It didn't have like a pungent smell, so probably. Well, what would that? Well, no, I was just asking you. Why were you sticking your nose in somebody else's drink, especially yeah. a celebrity, a personal celebrity? What the hell? He tried to offer it to me. He did? No. Oh, th- okay. This is taking a turn. Let's move also, on. Also, the, the Trailblazers tweeted at you. I saw that. Oh yeah, that we're was homies. big. That was big. No, no, no. We're homies. Don't worry about it. That's not. That's not a big well, thing. You, they always do. Uh, all right, you you better be homies. All right, moving on, moving on to the next question here. Oh, and I remember this one. There's a lot to unpack here, so uh, we'll just throw it out there. You guys will popcorn it. Cliff Almighty asked, and what's up with Jason Day? Will Reed slither away to obscurity? Will Tiger rip off four to five wins, including the Masters and the British? Is Phil doing keto? Can he get his bombing addiction under control? Should we call the Unabomber from now? <laughs> Sex face is what? complete utter confusion. I don't know if there's a question in there, a statement. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll address this whole tweet real quick. He said, what's up with Jason Day? Um, he's got vertigo and back problems and a whole other slew of medical. He's got leprosy. That, that, he hasn't it. withdrawn yet. Poor guy. No, he won't because he plays broken and he doesn't play bad. That's what scares me about him. Will yeah, Reed slither away to obscurity? Uh, no, uh, no, Bryson DeChambeau will. Will Tiger rip off four to five wins, including the Masters and the British? Masters, yes, pop, quite probably British. Whoa, whoa, I, I whoa. Hot, hot, is hot. Phil, is Phil, you think he's going to win the Masters? Me? No, if, <laughs> yeah, he, if, if he's going to have any shot at winning any major, it's going to be Augusta. Okay. And, and that guy, that's why I want – that's why I want Tiger in the Olympics so much because I can't think of another golfer who has the better will to win other than Bernard Blonger. Moving on, uh, is Phil doing keto? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think that I, I hope Phil is doing something because he's uh, he's starting to fizzle out. Uh, can he get his bombing addiction under control? I didn't know he had an addiction. Cliff, Jesus, we we should we should give him a phone number. Just gambling. And, we, and we should call him the Unabomber from now on. Uh, I don't get it. So, moving on to the next question from Justin Holmes. Do you guys have any – and this is this goes for both Nolan oh, and I know Zach. Holmes. I'll let Nolan – yeah, what's up, Holmes? I'll <laughs> let Nolan go first because he answered it, and I'll let Zach think about it for a second. But Justin asked us, do you guys have any weird superstitions when golfing or rituals? And I actually, uh, to answer quickly, all I addressed with Nolan was, oh, I carry the same two or three things in my pocket when I play. But other than that, I don't really do much uh, superstitiously. When I was playing golf today with my buddy, Nikki P, he asked me, he's like, hey, when you go to, like, line up a putt, how do you grab your putter? And I was just like, I don't know. And when I, like, went down instinctively to do it, I was like, oh, this is what I do. So it's like something you don't know until you do it. Nolan, do you have any rituals or superstitions when golfing? Yeah, I want to know if it's really – it's just a thing I always do. And when it's when I do putt, I like to just see the white of the ball. I don't like to see a line or anything like that. I just like to see the clean white ball. So now I have to play – well, I've always had to play with a ball that isn't littered with logos like a NASCAR driver. So um, that's kind of one thing. And then, yeah, I always keep my – my like ball marker tees in my right pocket just and that's simply because I have a glove on my left hand and sometimes when you stick your glove in your pocket it, it starts coming out when when you're pulling it out of your pocket or something like that but nothing too crazy it's not like I tie my shoes a certain way or anything Zach what about you uh I have a lot of superstitions when it comes to hockey but in golf I don't really have any well do you like here's just to give you a little extrapolation of my quote routine or ritual like when I play golf I always have a ball marker a divot tool and at least two tees in my right front pocket other than that nothing else is in my pockets oh no I have nothing (laughs) I just go with the flow 
Nice. Very nice. I, well, you know what? I mean, everyone has their own little wrinkles or differences, and we can all appreciate that. And I definitely, uh, I definitely can be a, a little scaredy cat if I'm playing well and someone tells me I'm playing well and, like, I'm on hole 18, and they're like, dude, you just need to par this, and you'll be, like, hitting an all-time score. I'll be like, oh, well, here comes a double. <laughs> you know what? That's, that's a good point. Uh, I, I mentioned – I'm sorry, not, not to keep uh, hammering the same gong over and over, but uh, what Nolan and I talked about on the last episode was – I have a penchant for the second I start playing good and I text my girlfriend what I'm doing, I always start doing bad after that. But it's, it's, I believe in the power of the jinx, but guess what, folks? I'm not going to stop doing it because I look at it as one of those things going like, hey, guess what? Eventually, at one point, I'm going to text her, hey, I'm three under through six holes, and I'm going to hold my shit together like a good golfer should and par the next three holes and then put a round together. I mean, that's just one of those things where it's like it shouldn't just be the randomness every single time of the coincidence of a text to somebody about how good you're doing. I mean, like, I believe in the jinx, but it's the most frivolous nothing that doesn't exist on the periodic table. anti-jinx guy. Sometimes I'll hit it out like, this is for sure going in the water. Zach, God. God, that's 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 not that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is why I'm not the best golfer of the three. Oh uh, well, you know, that's no, it's not. That has nothing to do with it. It might. You could well, be the best might, mental it, player. You know what? Take it from the better oh, golfer out of the three. I am the best mental doesn't. player, Nolan. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I make my opponents a- mental midgets. <laughs> that's why aren't we all when we golf and now is not a better time than ever to just uh uh take a quick moment to uh, take an appreciative shout out to sports travel radio and that we are happy to be under their umbrella they have great podcasts it's baseball season coming up they have this fantasy baseball podcast called dingers that they invited me into a league and I was into their league for a couple months in the off season. And they were so serious that I actually had to bow out because I am just one of those single season Yahoo public like fuck offs that doesn't really matter. And these guys are smart, funny in depth. I still listen to their podcast just for the entertainment sake of it, but they also got other pods there that whether it suits your, I mean, go to sports travel radio and check it all out. We're under their flag. They got lots of other stuff to suit all your needs. And also we're unofficially brought to you by gorse golf dot gorse golf. It is a uh, head cover company that a buddy of mine, a caddy friend of mine named crazy. That's his unofficial name. He, uh, we, assume wife, that. uh it, I mean, I remember the very first time I mentioned that name to you, Zach, you, you did not believe first. I remember you said, that's a terrible name. I'm like, Oh, I cannot wait to tell crazy that you, it, it, he's, he's a mensch, Zach. He, he's a, he's a, he's a brother. Oh yeah. He's a, he's a brother. He's a brother of the tribe. Uh, I mean, he's, uh, more so than I am. And, uh, <laughs> needless to say, he, um, like they, they make like in a world where Seamus golf has made a hundred dollar head covers. Thank you very much. Akbar. I'm going to find you one day because I see you four times a year and kick you in the nuts the next time I see you. But now there's like Lord and links. There's all these things where there's expensive head covers. And here you have Gorse golf coming out with picture, literally picturesque because he takes digital photos and puts them on canvas head covers at half the price that they got. They have so many great head covers, guys. I haven't even picked any out yet to own because I wish I had six fairway woods just so I can have like, they do great custom work for tournaments. They used to do a lot of topless, like, pinup girls and, like, uh, uh, Mexican Dio de los Muertos, like, uh, type of, like, nude uh, art or whatever. And they had to stop. Zach's attention there. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. I, that's, why, that's why I'm leaning into the mic. Now we're talking. They pulled their things off the shelves, guys. And it's, it was in such demand from females, from college golf teams, from female pros, that they wanted these things that, I mean, they do good work. So visit gorsegolf.com. I don't have the official blurb in front of me in terms of how the company started, but they're friends of ours. They're not sponsoring us, 
but I told him, hey, until you give me official money or word, I'm going to say what I want to about you crazy because you guys are great and uh, you make a kick-ass product. Also, if you have any questions, any at all for the podcast, please, please, please email us at ftbtpodquestions at gmail.com. And please be sure to say hi to the NSA. When you do so, they always, always read it. They may not respond back. So on to our next Twitter question here. Um, it's from somebody. Uh, this tweet is from an account you muted, but I saw Tucker Booth's uh, response to it. Uh, and uh, I went back and saw whose tweet it was. And uh, I'm just going to answer the end of their tweet. No. Moving on to the next tweet. Ed Gillis, at Edward Gillis, said, poker chip or dime for your ball marker. Zach, what do you like to mark your ball with? Uh, I don't usually mark my ball. I usually just I'm quick play. Come what on, what are you a savage? Ball. Yeah, you I know. You don't carry anything in your pocket. You don't mark your golf ball. What is this? 1890s up in Canada? What are nope. you, some kind of savage? I rarely mark it, but well, how often does is your ball in the line of the other person? I get okay. I get your perspective. I get your meaning. I, okay, oh, you guys, you guys for sure pick your ball up, clean it. Do a little twist, line it up on the green. Do a little like squat, check out the line. No, not me. Okay, I will. It depends. Sometimes I <laughs> will totally do what you're doing, and that like last time I golfed, it was pissing rain and winding sideways. I know I winding. Said, I know I just said winding. Gosh dang it! <laughs> and English I, hasn't been I, doing many favors today. I had no care in the world to mark my ball, right? Ladies and gentlemen, so. Nolan's a sober individual. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but I like to mark my ball if I'm going to get into, like, reading the putt or something like that. But Oh, yeah. And, and especially if it's not my turn. If it's a foursome, too, it makes more sense. Cause to your defense people. also, Jerry, this is where I know my strategy is not a very uh, – high etiquette strategy in golf or high quality golfer move. But it's the greens different. I've played at, I have never really played at a course. I'm sure that has the same greens as like you guys have. Now hold, now hold the phone. You were, you were talking to, yes, a person who does work at Vanadun's golf resort and feel free to book me as a caddy. Just ask for Jerry Lou when you call caddy services. But needless to say, I played at my private club, the Elks club tonight with a buddy of mine and they are the worst greens in the County of this state which isn't a golf state in the first place i hate to say it i put oregon golf up there with wisconsin golf with canada golf it's right up there except we just have less snow the conditions are dick out here our greens at my club are running at a 3.5 on the stem <laughs> yeah yeah bless you nolan that's that's, <laughs> that's 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 the worst that's like that's like calling forrest gump a genius i mean it's it's not it just no so needless to say I get the whole, if, you're, if I'm playing casually or I'm not in somebody's way, a lot of times I'll take my divot tool because I'm really good at it and I'll throw it behind my ball like a, like a throwing knife and I'll like get it near it and, and then that'll be my ball mark and I'll pick up my ball <laughs> if it's not in somebody's line. I, but you're right. You said, that you said the right word there. Is it an etiquette thing, so to speak, or not or whatever? I just look at it as in like, you're the guy who just eats with his hands and never uses a fork. It's not inappropriate. It's More just kind of like, what the, what the hell? I mean, okay, whatever. He's getting his nourishment. That's how the Japanese not- do it. Well, yeah. I mean, needless to say, I get what you're saying. You assume we play in great conditions here. Uh, I mean, at least speaking for me and Nolan, we don't. Bandon Dunes, yes, it's a nice golf resort or whatever. And yes, when somebody marks their ball, they hand it to me and I put it in my towel and I buff it and I kind of use like, you know, I clean it and yeah, I hold it up to the mic, make sure it's not oblong and everything. But needless to say, that's not what us common golfers do. When I was playing at the Elks tonight, 
I marked my ball a lot tonight because every single time I hit it or it went onto the green, it was covered in mud. I mean, it's just – are you telling me you play a mud ball? That's probably why your mm-hmm. handicap's so high. No, then I would probably not. I wish. No, it also gives me an excuse for when my handicap is bad. I could be like, well, I never mark my ball. Also, I hit that my drives into the woods most of the time. Very astute. Uh, I'm sorry, Nolan. I did just double back because I was writing something down when you were talking. Do you have? What do you mark your ball with? Yeah, typically I used to always use an Oregon quarter, but I've since – well, before that I had a Masters coin from Augusta that I found in the uh, lost and found, the good old lost and found um, when I was working at a golf course. But um, probably karma found a way to kick that coin out of my pocket. And now I use like a little U.S. Open coin that I got from uh, Pebble Beach. So You guys are fancy. Well, you want fancy, Zach? Then I'll keep it short for you. I use a total hubcap of a poker chip that is a metal coin. I have a couple of them that are just huge and one. You're the I people I hate, Jerry. I hate the giant. <laughs> what, what, don't you want to see it? Yeah, and I, I want I, and I want to have a good story from where it came from. So, you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what coins I use. Just know that I use big, heavy metal coins, and you will see my Chrysler hubcap from a mile away. And yes, I will graciously move it one to the right or one towards me if and when you ask. Okay. All right, we've got a what does that have to do with anything? Oh, wait, stop, I, stop, stop, stop had to get one in. He's had to get one in. But he wait, was, oh, he was chomping at the bit the whole time. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't want to move on yet. Just like do you do you ever are you ever playing? <laughs> hey. What's Jerry. Sorry, go ahead. Are you ever playing with someone and they ask you to to move your ball mark and then they end up hitting it? Oh yeah, I always, always tell, okay, so I always tell people when I'm a caddy or when I'm golfing or whatever, it's like, hey, can you move that one to the left? Or if it's just off to the side, they'll be like, oh, do you need to move? Do you need me to move that? I'll be like, oh no, it's so far offline that if I hit it, it'll put me back online. I mean, that's like a, it's a caddy cliche. What is your, what is your one? Like some people do a, a one to the left is their, their putter head. Some people do the entire shaft up to the grip or like just the grip. I've seen well, those more- people put ketchup on their steaks probably too. Yeah, I've seen very, very, I mean, many. It's a putterhead. It's a putterhead. Yeah, I always do a putterhead. Zach, is it different in Canada? Uh, no, it's the same. Okay. Okay. I have a, have right. you guys seen somewhat sidebar? Have you seen that new putter that just stays up? Yes, I, I've seen it for years. My uh, company I used to work for in uh, San Diego was selling them. They're from the expensive version was Bloodline. They made the first ones. I'm so now confused. It's look, it's a the concept of the putter is really, really great if you like the look and the feel of the putter. All it is is weighted so you can set it down behind your ball and take a step back and look at your line. Believe it or not, it's an interesting perspective. It's actually very helpful. I've stroked a bloodline putter before, and I hate to say it, I don't like the feel of it. I like the idea. I actually love the idea of setting my putter down and it levels itself out so I walk up to it in the perfect stance or whatever. But needless to say, there's only a couple, one and a half companies that do it out there, and none of them are any good, and they're very expensive. That's all. Okay. Oh, I wonder if that made the recording. Uh, so uh, we got three more questions here real quick. I'm going to save one for the end. Um, here's, uh, as uh, Nolan and I talked about, Ryan Bosling, which I, I got confused because I, I served with a guy named Ryan Bosley. Uh, shout out Ryan Bosley, one of the coolest dudes ever. Uh, he doesn't listen to the show because he doesn't golf or use the internet. Um, Ryan Bosling, though, at Boz Ryan asked, 
how much money and time would it take to make a 15 handicapper, a PGA tour pro asking for a friend? I'll just keep it quick. It's cover for you guys, whether you guys know more than me or not or whatever. It's, I think it's more just a matter of, like I said, Larry Nelson uh, got out, uh, back in the day, got out of Vietnam in the army at age 21. And by 24, he uh, won the masters. He didn't golf before that from age 21 to 24, he picked up golf and won the masters. So it just really depends on the person's game. I don't think you can really attach a dollar amount to it. I mean, cause it doesn't matter what type of clubs you play. It really doesn't. Yeah. And, and your ability is all about your personal drive. So this might be the easiest question we've had. I don't think any amount of money could make you a 15 handicap to a PGA pro. I think you either like have it or you don't. You know what? You're right. We can address the money part of it. But At a time, certain point you have it or you don't, you can't just like give $10 million for instructions by Tiger Woods and you'll be on the PGA tour. I slightly disagree with you, Zach. Do you not believe in the the ten thousand hour rule? That's not yeah, money, though. But ten thousand hours will make you an expert, but it won't get you on the PGA tour. Well, it might, but it's not like a guarantee. Should we put it to the test? Oh my no, god! No, Nolan, I would no. say I would say the counterpoint to the equipment is why aren't all the PXG players winning? Huh? It's like it's like why isn't Ferrari dominating all the races? Because it's like everyone's pretty like either equal or that doesn't matter. No, I 100% agree with you, Jerry, that it's just, it varies with person to person, obviously. But I think if you're asking that question, you're already lost, man. Yeah. Well, comparatively, speaking, look, comparatively speaking to all the other companies I can think of off the top of my head right now, both Japanese and American and who cares, TaylorMade makes crap equipment, crap hard goods compared to like Callaway and, and Mura and everybody else. But yet, they sling out the sponsorship dollars and everyone, play, like a lot of people play them. So, I mean, what are you going to do? Anyways, sorry. Um, no, no more tangents. Let's uh, finish up these couple of questions here. Speaking of pumping things up, Matt Allen at Matthew Hokey writes, talk about how Bryson will play even slower now with his new beefy crooked drives. I just thought that, you know what, uh, Matt, that's just a nice hot take. I appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, guy, uh, uh, um, we, uh, we didn't get a talk. I think Nolan and I addressed this a little bit. We, uh, when we uh, did our last podcast, Brooks the very next day did the tweet about the uh, too short of a six pack. So, uh, Zach, uh, uh, let's talk a little uh, talk a little uh, new swole talk from uh, Bryson. Oh yeah, I heard uh, Bryson's no longer in touch with the barstool guys after after they went after him for it. Pretty funny stuff. Oh, so that's news. The Barstool guys lose a guy, and we know that Bryson is a snowflake, even more of a snowflake than I knew he was. Wow. Bryson is a free agent. Oh, yeah. No, he never answered to my Instagram DM, so fucking great. Listen, wait, Zach, I'll I'll try to get you in with his caddy, Tucker, Tim Tucker. He's from Bandon. I mean, we can – from from my neck of the woods, we can – and let me put it this way, like the second like Bryson does anything wrong that Tim doesn't like, he's Tim's gonna fire Bryson. It'll be the first time ever on tour where it goes the <laughs> other way around. I mean, it, I I've, I've heard it from him. He said uh, Bryson's on a one strike policy right now. Seriously, you heard it here, folks. You can call you can call that the name of the episode Bryson or whatever. News. Bryson's on a one strike policy. It, 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 it's it's a it's a literal fact that Tim Tucker already quit off of Bryson's bag once before in years past. It's, it's public information. And Bryson came crawling back to Tim to have him be his caddy. And Tim is uh, still his caddy. So, and Tim also just built a nice, uh, beautiful house in Colorado. So, <laughs> Bryson's making one him strike. Up. What? What's that? Guys, he's you can't a, get. He's on a one strike. Oh, see, I, I noticed he was writing this down. He was writing down a note. It's like, 
okay. Uh, what did I say? I said, uh, Bryson DeChambeau is on a uh, one strike policy. You heard it here first. Don't worry. There's another part to the title of this thing that of this uh, episode that Nolan's not going to be a fan of. Oh, I'm per- okay. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. You know what? We can call it Bryson's run strike policy, and that'll get enough uh, people to like yeah, catch early enough get him because we talked about it for a second, and that's it. Now there's Zach, one more. If question. you slander Derek Jeter on this title, I'm going to quit. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, Nolan, you don't mean that. And give Zach one pass because he's Canadian. Okay. I have uh, faith in you. It's going to be final, though. I can't resist. I have faith in you. No, 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 no. Okay, listen, I'm saving this one for last, and then we only got a few more minutes before Zach needs to get to his Canadian fun fact. But uh, Bruno uh, Viscarelio, sorry, I'm not good with the Italian names. I, I used to be. He said, why the PJ Tour went so light on that hack Patrick Reed? Uh, I think he's referring to, like we already addressed, uh, he um, wasn't – he wasn't deemed a cheater technically, so it was DQ'd from his tournament, but he deemed to have altered his lie. Therefore, he got a two-stroke penalty and lost that tournament that we were talking about in the Bahamas. Needless to say, in the meantime, Patrick Reed has blocked me on Twitter. Patrick Reed, the man who I, in a devil's advocate, in a very contrarian sense, the sense that I hate the most, fellas, I defend Patrick Reed. I, whether we want a heel or another heel or not, I defend the essence of Patrick Reed to the core. And, and he blocked you. And you know, he blocked me because you think that sausage-ass dipshit runs his own twitter account no no it's his management team that's why he said do you see me and john uh Tripsky talking um oh yeah he wasn't blocked for a while then all of a sudden boom because he, he was he was essentially talking publicly that hey i'm part of the from the back tees team and i'm not blocked and it was attached to p reed golf boom he, he was it is the most ridiculous where the only thing that got me was why are they bothering I took a screenshot of Patrick Reed blocking me and shared it on Facebook because that's where I like to brag to all the people that I really don't like in my life. And honestly, it got me a huge amount of attention where I went back to the Caddyshack and I had three different guys like coming up to me going like, dude, what'd you do to Patrick Reed? Or dude, Patrick Reed is such a bitch, right? I mean, and I just sat there going like, I literally did nothing. I stuck up for the guy. Not that I cared. Oh, I know he doesn't. currently the headline photo of the Twitter. Whatever. So, I mean, I, I, you know what? For once, I'm going to take a real stark opinion on a golfer. Fuck Patrick Reed. Yeah, I, no, that's the headline of our Twitter. Patrick Reed blocked you. That's all it says. I'm the last one. I'm the last one to, to officially say F that guy. Like, and as I told Nolan, uh, to quote Larry David and Kirby Enthusiasm, fuck him! Fuck him! I mean, that's just... It's back on the air. Lots of F-bombs this week. I apologize. So, then, folks, I'm really... I, Thank you for all the Twitter questions. I'm glad we got into a lot of them, as many as we could. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up real quick before Zach does his uh, Canadian fun fact, we have a new team member. I, uh, I meant to get that uh, out of the way uh, up at the top, uh, but we have Tony. You can find him at Common Man Golf on Twitter. And Zach, you, tell us a little bit about Tony. Oh, yeah. So Tony, he's, uh, he's worked at golf clubs before as a caddy in the manning the bag or like in the bag room doing tons of stuff around golf. He's writing actually under the name Tony the Common Man. Mm-hmm. So that's, that sort of explains it. Yeah, he, uh, he and I started talking privately a little bit because uh, he actually posted one of the questions uh, for us on Twitter was he wanted to do a caddy segment. And folks, yes, in the future, we're going to start, hopefully, maybe in a month, we'll give you like a slightly more polished turd. But in the meantime, we're going to start screwing around behind the scenes with some segment ideas, but you're not going to get anything... Mm-hmm yet officially until we actually have some uh, 
more clear-cut cool stuff out there like uh and uh just 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 to give you guys a little nugget behind the scenes we're thinking about giving like you know uh zach 10 minutes of whatever he wants to talk about and we all chime in nolan the same me the same even though like you know a lot of us tend to dominate other conversations more than the other ones uh needless to say uh we want uh, we want your feedback we appreciate your feedback that's why we have the email that's why we're big on golf twitter which is really just twitter about golf and i don't have really anything else except for zach's canadian fun fact so yeah we're gonna change it up a little we're gonna make it more of a competition between you two bring it be, on i'm gonna be keeping track of the standings which will be announced at every single episode it's gonna be a multiple choice question oh i'm getting Whoa, whoa, okay. sit down, sit down, you little Ewok, you're going to sprain an ankle. So, the first question will be, the coldest temperature ever B-12. recorded. Oh, sorry. The coldest That's his answer. Ever, That's his answer. The coldest temperature ever recorded in Canada was negative 63 degrees Celsius in a oh. small village of Snag, Yukon. You lost me at Celsius, man. Oh, gosh. Okay. You didn't lose me. Negative 81.4 degrees Fahrenheit. Well, okay, what, what's your question? Is nearly the equivalent of which of these planets? A, Venus, B, Mars, C, Mercury, or D, the moon? So not a planet. I got, no, I got the answer right away. I have it right away. Nolan, you got it? No, it's we're Mars. letting Nolan Mars. answer the question first. Oh, sorry. Uh... <laughs> I'm phoning a friend. I'm going with Mercury. Mercury? Are you kidding me? It's Mars. And the correct answer of the first edition of Canadian <laughs> Trivia is <laughs> Mars. Yeah. It's not really Canadian Trivia, but thank you. <laughs> I knew it was Mars the whole time, Jerry. I just wanted to give you a leg up, so it'll be fun. Good thinking, well, Jerry. Currently, yes, well, not, the world needs diggers too. <laughs> oh, what a run! Uh, what a run, Jerry. This is big for you. Yes, yeah. I, I you know what? Uh, so long as I'm up here at the podium, I just want to thank everybody who uh, didn't say I'd get here, and here I am. And uh, yeah, that's uh, you proved them wrong. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh shoot, you guys. Uh, so. Zach, what's coming up for the website? Uh, any big pieces? Any big interviews? Uh, oh, we'll start with Nolan, actually. Nolan, you got anything coming up on the works on the horizon? Uh, just put out my Tiger Woods Tory Pines preview. Um, he's doing pretty good, so that's that's solid. I'm sure I'll uh, be coming out with – I don't know what's going to happen next week, but um, when he plays uh, a Genesis, I'll definitely be rolling something out for that. Um, is it still called the Genesis Open? I mean, I just assume that they change sponsors so often that I don't know what it it's called until it happens. No, nope, that's it. Okay. Um, yeah, shout out uh, Tony. Tony, I know you're listening. And if I'm – correct me if I'm wrong, Tony, but I believe you um, may have ventured oh, I'm a Coke. through New York for a while. Are you my fellow Yankees fan? We need to connect oh, that link. Brother, I pray to God. I pray to God Tony is a Mets fan. Or like then we'll have two Bills, people at my title. <laughs> yeah, Zach, you got a lot to think about here. <laughs> at least I'll have the guy who didn't vote Jeter to the Hall of Fame on my side. Hey, there, there you go. There you go. Uh, uh, Zach, anything you want to plug uh, for the yeah, website so- or anything? We're, we're looking like there's a pretty good chance we're going to have the Corn Fairy Tour winner of this week on the podcast sometime soon. Whoop, whoop. 
so uh, we will not spoil the name. It's a little tease, as we like to do here. Mm. Also, we're uh, posting a crazy amount all of a sudden. We're posting like once, maybe twice, sometimes even three times a day. So you could always just check from the backtease.com, you know, refresh it. There'll be a new article out there. And yes, that's that's exactly it. This is this is the whole point of everything. It's www.fromthebacktees.com. It's uh, it's it's Zach's little brainchild that I'm. You know what we added? We added to the site. If you go under the featured article, like the main big picture, there's now a link to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and the Twitter and Instagram. I figured out how to put it. Beautiful. Well, that's you know that's perfect. I mean that's everything like a pretzel will come back. And like, and like I said, Zach is the whale floating through the ocean here. And we hopefully are all the uh, smart remora fish that are clinging to him and just trying to do the best we can. And I was going back and counting uh, Zach. We, we started our podcast back in March at some point it's January right now. And if you can't all the interviews or whatever, and all the drops, we've had at least like 50 podcasts for crying out oh, loud. Yeah. So, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna drill more down uh, in our in our break between uh, the, the the week to the next podcast and trying to get the numbers down actually to be like which podcast we've done because people don't believe that we do a podcast or I do a podcast They're like you do a golf podcast I'm like yeah I've been doing one once a week since March we're gonna have to on the uh, one year anniversary we're gonna have to do like an award show of some sort I think I oh yes that's a very good idea the good podcasts that I like to listen to do the same thing and I I'm pretty sure that our one year anniversary I think if we go back and look at the archives uh, our first podcast was a master's preview and this was yeah. Sans Nolan Smith I mean or at least we mentioned Nolan but he wasn't a part of the podcast in terms of a voice yet so yeah while we're on the topic of anniversaries I started writing for from the back tees this tournament last year. What so, is this tournament? Pop a bottle of Martinelli's for me, boys. That's right. It was Zach, then Jerry, the Nolan at number three. Oh, and yeah. That's how the ladder was being built. Much like how Andy Bernard on the office said, I'm much like a uh, stair maker making. Oh, fine. oh, my God. I screwed that quote up. He said, like, he's thinking one step ahead, like a stair maker making stairs. I'm sorry. Somebody else talked about <laughs> I don't know how you know all these quotes off by heart. It's quite something. But I didn't. I didn't for a second. Uh, oh, uh, well. Uh, well, anyways, uh, unless you guys got anything else to say, I'm, we wrap this up. Eh? Eh? Yeah, we're on to okay. next week. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate it. You can find me on Twitter at Jerry Lou Looper. There's no more one behind it. It's from the backtees.com. It's at from the backtees for Twitter. Uh, again, uh, you can get it, send us the pod questions at ftbtpodquestions at gmail.com. And uh, because I forgot about it, uh, I, I mean, guys, let's start playing some golf. Uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good week, huh? Shout out. Give your shout out. We're waiting. I'm trying, I'm trying to let you say goodbye, and then I'll give the shout out. Oh, I just I didn't want you to, to give your clap before the shout out. I'm aware. Adios. Goodbye. <laughs> Well, at least this wasn't clunky. Uh, Brad Brewer, shout Thank you for listening to From the Back Tees. Toward the hole, and it's in with 30. We hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information and updates, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at From the Back Tees. I'm going to enjoy it for the rest of my life. See you next week. Be the ball, man.